This podcast episode was created using Squadcast. With us living in a time of remote everything, there's no better tool to record your podcast than with Squadcast. With Squadcast, you can host up to three guests straight from your personal computer using their own intuitive online web application. Unlike with Zoom and Skype, you're able to get professional sounding audio recorded, and more importantly, it allows you to record up to four different tracks. This gives you full autonomy over how your show sounds and allows you and your guests to get perfect studio-like quality straight from the comfort of your own home. Click the link in the show description and you can try Squadcast for free for up to seven days. I repeat, you get to try Squadcast for seven days for free. Take your remote podcasting game to the next level by trying Squadcast. Terms and conditions apply. Alright y'all, welcome to another episode of the Wavy Nuka Podcast I'm your host, Elijah Taylor On the other side of the mic, I have the OG of podcasting himself Mr. 6-7, future small forward for the Knicks Yo, Akil St. Louis Yo, Knicks the- Go New York, go New York, go I don't even know how that song goes <laughs> Go New York, go New York, go The unofficial, official co-host of the Wavy New Yorker Podcast what up, everybody? What How up, you doing? Bro? Long time no see. <laughs> Long time no hear. Been a crazy, crazy uh, <clears throat> few, you know, few months. You know my, yeah. my, you know my Knicks, my Knicks had a Knicks went down. You know, they had a nice run. Let's let's start with that. Let's let's write the eulogy. But I don't think it's like one of those sad eulogies. I think it's one of those, yo, they lived a good life. So. I'll let you, I'll give you the floor. So, first, uh, how are you feeling with the conclusion of the season? Before I even discuss about the conclusion of the season, um, I'm going to, I'm going to zoom ahead and say, um, there's someone that needs to come to the front of the pulpit. And <laughs> I think that person knows who I'm talking about. And that's Mr. Elijah Taylor. Who now, now world, <laughs> l- l- let's, l- let's, uh, let's talk about something real quick. Just imagine. All right, let me let me go let me go a little bit harder than this. Just go as imagine, hard as you can. just imagine. <laughs> it's not even comparable, but it's the same type of anguish. So just imagine, you at the hospital, <sighs> your baby boy is coming, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's some type of complications. The baby boy, he's not he's not <laughs> he, you know, he's not doing well. He he's, he. He can't breathe. The, the the doctors are helping him, and then he dies. And then Damn. all of a sudden, you hit up your friends. You tell them what's going on with your baby boy, and he, you know he perished, and he's he's not here anymore. 
And then one of your friends goes, Ha ha! You weren't ready. You shouldn't have a kid anyway. <laughs> That's exactly who I am as a person, but. That's exactly what Mr. Elijah Taylor did to me when I exited the world's famous Madison Square Garden game one of the playoffs. Yes. I was at game one of the playoffs. And yes, mm. as soon as I came out of the garden, as soon, <laughs> as soon as my foot stepped foot on 30, was it 33rd and 7th, Mr. Elijah T- Taylor told me, good for you. Yo. I text him back. I said, don't ever text me that again in your life. <laughs> he he knows what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. But I'm going to be honest. It wasn't so much geared towards you, but it was geared towards all of Nick Nation. Oh, and, no, and I'm gonna no, give no, no, no. I'm going to give you all my side of the story because... No. You know, you, this is what I'm gonna say. You know what Knicks fans remind me of? You know when you see like they was some bum ass nigga. You was fucking with them when they was they was broke. They was broke. They was working at they was working at fucking Jimmy Jazz making eight dollars an hour, right? Fuck with them, claim them. You see them come up. Now they got a nice job in tech. They making six figures. They they got a seat at the table finally. I'm happy for you. I always wanted and advocated for them to have a seat at the table. But when they got the seat at the table. They changed up. It got irrational. All of a sudden, it's like, man, fuck out of here. I don't need y'all niggas. I'm the bad. I'm the baddest motherfucker in here. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the head motherfucker in charge. And, and, and it wasn't that case. And from the outside looking in, I'm like, whoa. So yeah, our fan base went from, oh, we happy to be here to, yo, we want Brooklyn. In 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 a, yeah, y'all talk about conference finals after winning one game in the playoffs. And and, and, and what gets me even more mad is just. When you guys make the playoffs, it goes not from, yo, we could win this series. It's like, yo, we're going to sell out fast. We sold out in 20 minutes. The Nets still haven't sold out for game one. I'm like, what? I'm like, first of all, like, 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 and, and you could you could admit to that. Y'all as a collective fan base, that's y'all celebra- celebration. And then as a, as a basketball fan, as someone who loves the game of basketball, it disgusted me that y'all are more concerned about selling out Madison Square Garden for a first round playoff game instead of focus on how y'all gonna win the series against a team that is let's be honest, the Hawks are way more talented than you. That series went exactly how it how I thought it was. And if you follow me on Instagram, I was I had an open invitation to all Knicks fans because I knew y'all I I ain't gonna lie. I targeted y'all. I, I completely raped y'all. I took advantage of y'all because I knew y'all was emotional thinkers, not logical thinkers. And I said, yo, any Knicks fan that wants to bet on this series, I'll gladly take the Hawks any amount of money. I ain't going to lie. Y'all ran my tab up real fast. I got nervous. I had to say, yo, no more bets. No more bets. After 15 minutes, I was $600 in the hole. I said, yo, I can't I can't lose $1,000 today. You know what I mean? Let's cut it off at 600 But that was just risk management. It wasn't like I was afraid you know, I was going to get swept or some shit. But it just shows y'all just had a sense of entitlement as as, as fans. And I just, it, it really irritated me. So, let me, let me, let me, let me speak on the, on the tickets. Okay. I was, I was the one that came at Mr. Elijah Taylor and told him. You wasn't the only one. On. You wasn't the only one. I don't I'm going to let you know. I don't know about anybody else. But you I was. been the first, but you was not the last. 
<laughs> I was I was stating what I see, right? So, game it was a game one, game mm-hmm. one of the first round, the Nets and Celtics. I was given a total of four free Nets tickets. That is a fact. A fact. Okay. Nobody's claiming you did not. Game two. Hold on. Game two. I was given two free Nets tickets. Right? Game Mm -hmm. three. It gets even better, folks. I was given eight free Nets tickets. So all you all you people that was coming at Elijah and telling him, Oh, um, Yo, uh, the garden is selling out more than, than than the Barclays. Don't feel bad. You were right. You were right. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You were right. I yeah, I, I even is see, and this is the thing about Elijah. He even omitted the fact that I offered to give him Nets tickets. No, no, you did. I mean, I that's did. irrelevant. No, it's <laughs> relevant. This information is relevant, and I also want people, and I also want people to to know that there is. A demographic of Knicks fans. I'm gonna I'm gonna spit spit knowledge because it's important that people Bars. understand this. There is two different sets of Knicks fans. There's mm-hmm. a Knicks fans that are unrealistic, don't know basketball, and don't know what the mm-hmm. hell they're talking about. There's prob mm-hmm. there's probably a demographic in the whole league. That's a fact. But there mm-hmm. is a demographic of Knicks fans that are older that understand. They understand the game a little bit better. I'm not saying I understand the game a whole lot because I don't. I'm I have I'm not even close to understanding the, the basketball fully like how other people know coaches and so forth know know the game. Mm-hmm. And there's people and there's there's that realistic Nick fan base. Now, I myself I got into argument with a Nick fan. I didn't even tell Elijah about this. I went into the clubhouse. That's the only time I go in clubhouse to talk about the Knicks. <laughs> Word up. Clubhouse is toxic. Very toxic. I went on clubhouse. We won the first we won the we won the, the, the second game of the series. Yo, it was pandemonium not only in the in Manhattan, but in Clubhouse. People were talking about how oh um you know how's the series gonna go with the Sixers. I told I to, I said I said it I said it very the, the the sweetest and nicest way I can you know can communicate this. I said what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> Chill the fuck out. That's Chill exactly out. Oh, who are you talking to? I said I'm talking to you. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? We have to worry about the Hawks. The Hawks are a tough team. I knew that going into the damn series. I told Elijah that. I said this is mm-hmm. not going to be a cakewalk. And whoever thinks it's a cakewalk doesn't know the game. I kn- I knew straight up it was gonna be like that. And as soon as and as soon as we got bounced, all those people that were that were celebrating Manhattan went away. All those people that were saying that oh you know what's gonna happen in the Sixers series went away because those are the the fan base that think we're gonna get Zach Levine. That think we're gonna get Bradley. It's cloud Hill. chases. They the cloud chasers. They the same fan bases that's camping outside for the newest Jordans. Want the supremeness. It's cloud, It's a clout chasing ass. Uh, uh, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say all of y'all because part of what I'm gonna talk about today is we gotta stop generalizing people. But there's a nice demographic, like you said, 
and the Knicks fan base where y'all just strictly in New York City chase clout. Y'all like the clout of losing. Y'all like the clout of winning. They don't care. They to to them. It's, it's- yeah. All publicity is good publicity, and they love that shit. There's, there's, and that irks me. There's even a sector of Knicks fans that were upset that the Knicks were a fourth seed. They were pissed Absolutely. off. You know why they pissed off? Because they had that that loser mentality. They want to. Mm-hmm. They want a better draft pick. Exactly. All 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 that sector of Knicks fans. They want the, the Zion Williamson's of the world. They wanted. Uh, uh, Cunningham of the world. They wanted those dudes, but they're not. They're not really fans. Those. Those are. Those are not. Those are what I consider Nick fans. I could like when I went to game one. When I went to the game one of the uh, of the game, I not only went to the game game one. I went. To, I went. To, I wanted to feel the the experience of being a Nick fan where other Nick fans are in Manhattan, and I'm walking around. Mm-hmm. With my Spearwall jersey, with the ninety nine, the the nineteen ninety nine finals patch, way before Elijah Taylor was born, but nineteen ninety nine, I was born. Okay, man. so it was in. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> we were in the finals in April. No, yeah, late April, early May of nineteen ninety nine. Sounds about right. And the atmosphere that year was insane. When Larry Johnson hit that 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 four point play, that was twenty two years. Ago. That shit was insane incredible incredible feeling so i wanted to be around that in fact i went into, i went into the foot locker <laughs> me and my girl we went to foot locker this kid was he came up to me he's like yo wait yo that jersey's crazy yo uh yeah i, I miss jr smith i miss jr smith <laughs> yo his his coworkers, <laughs> they roasted him they were like yo you're a fucking idiot that's not jr smith <laughs> How the hell, yo? He was so embarrassed. My man ran out. <laughs> he ran out of the store. Like that shit, that that atmosphere was incredible. Incredible. That's an incredible atmosphere. That's an incredible experience. I lost my voice for two days. Like I, I wanted, I wanted that. You know what I'm saying? I wanted that. Uh, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a diehard Nick fan that's been around. You know. With Bruno Sondov and freaking Shannon Anderson and Howard Isley and all the and Muggsy Bones, people don't even know Muggsy Bones on the Knicks, but never played. Like <laughs> I, I, like that. Ex, that's that's the experience that that I that I loved. And even though even though we didn't go far, they that team started something that almost like well not almost this is it's the same blueprint as what the Nets did. To to get the players that they have now, it's the same type of blueprint, the same the same shit. I understood completely, and I think that's why I get disgusted. Because as a Nets fan, I've been in your situation a couple years ago when I went to that that Nets game, that Sixers game. That's the first time I ever went to Barclays Center where it was sold out and the crowd was loud. Like I was like, wow! Like especially when they was fighting. I think it was uh, Jimmy Butler and Jared Dudley. That shit happened right in front of me. That was the first time I saw motherfuckers get loud. So I understand the whole excitement of just being happy to be there. But I feel like the difference between Nets fans and Knicks fans, we was happy to be there. We didn't think we was beating the Sixers. We just wanted to win one game in a series. That's what we wanted. We did. We just wanted to lose in five, and that's what we did. But y'all kind of just – y'all win one, and it's like – it's almost like you know damn well it doesn't make sense, but y'all like, fuck it. We're going to act stupid because that's what we do. And I think y'all want to get away from that because y'all want to stop being a clown. Like, not to say y'all a clown show, but the national media always wants to, like, 
joke on y'all and shit. But heavy until the clout chasers get away from doing dumb shit like that, that's what they're gonna do because it invites y'all to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it really doesn't make sense. So it it, it it becomes part of the culture, and it's like y'all hate it on one hand, but it's like yo, y'all endorse it on the other. So it's like, what are we really doing now? Yeah, it, just, it, I don't know. It it, it it like it's a it's a double entendre because you have. You know what I'm saying? You you have the the national media who, especially Bleacher Report, who's run by 22 and 23 year olds, and then you have Interned. and then you have ESPN, who's run by old white men. So mm-hmm. and then and they they've they they come at the 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 Knicks viciously. It's really bad. So and, and that's what they drill into these dumbass kids. Like it's unoriginal and it's not even funny, but they just trying to please the stupid ass internet trolls because. That gets engagement, you know. That gets social. That gets clicks and retweets and likes. That's what it does. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I, you know, and it's lame. It's lame, and I, and I, to- it's I totally, I totally understand. I totally, I was as a, as a, as a Knicks fan when we were on the, the nine game winning streak, and I remember they beat the Knicks beat Toronto, mm-hmm. and they were there was a Toronto fan there, he was he was Dolo, and Knicks fans was like. Attacking him and coming at him and throwing shit. I'm like, yo, <laughs> that's nasty. That's that's not how we conduct ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. that's that's a part. That's a part of 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 the Nick fan base that 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 you know fans like you and and others don't like. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's it. not that's not all. That's not all of us. We are of course, we're not of all course. like that. But the issue is that sometimes the loudest people. End up being the, the easiest to be heard and seen, and that's the problem. It it, it 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 is. It just that's just what it is. Like I said, at the Nets, shit like that never will happen in the Barclays Center for two reasons. But that's just what it is. I think know? I think we're I think uh, you know there's there's basketball fans that that are in a cross a crossroad like like myself. I find myself in that situation where I can't I can't. You know, root for the Nets. Um, is is good. Is is it's like I always like I was uh, yesterday when I was uh, telling Toro when I was out. I told him, I said, "Yo, you, there's no denying. You cannot deny how good Kevin Durant is. Mm-hmm. Even even how whacked out Kyrie is, you cannot deny that. You know." He's, you know, he's seen a lot of basketball. I've seen a lot of basketball. That Kyrie's God class plays. Kyrie is one of the most skillful point guards I've mm-hmm. ever seen. That's that's on period. Never loses the ball somehow. Never, the ball's he always never somehow connected. It's to always, him. It's he's, a, he's like a damn wizard. That dude. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing about Kyrie is that if he was solely, solely, solely into basketball, he'd be probably one of the greatest. Probably one of the, one of the greatest. Absolutely. I can say that as a Nick fan. There's 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 a there's a sect of going back, there's a sect of Nick fans that would say, Oh, Kevin Durant sucks. That's crazy. He's not. He doesn't suck. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go in a time machine and and and, and 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 I'm I'm tired of the Knicks hate. Like y'all don't have to like us. Cause there was never before the KD Kyrie shit, I don't think there was ever a Knicks Nets like beef. I'm gonna be honest. It was just kind of like, oh uh, look, those are those bum ass dudes in Jersey. Like, fuck them. Oh, now they in Brooklyn now. They ain't shit. But I- I'll tell you, y'all fan base really took a hit, and I saw it firsthand. The day that KD signed with the Nets, I was coming on a flight back from LA to um 
to New York. I had on my Nets shirt, and a Knicks fan saw me at the gate, and he was like, bro, I can't believe I'm seeing this on you right now. I'm so devastated, yo. Like, I really thought this was happening. Like, I never saw somebody so sad over over something, you know, as you meaningless control. as a basketball acquisition. But he was crushed because they, they drilled into the fan base's head. And that's one thing. Your fan base is very easily manipulated. Like, you're easy to be manipulated. But they was so drilled that they was getting KD, Kyrie, you know, like that was going to happen. And when it didn't, it was like, oh, my God. So that's why they hate it because it's like they thought they was going to prom with, like, you know, Hillary Duff. And you come to find out you're getting some washed-up trailer trash. Like, and, and, and that's nobody's fault, you know. Like, we got to be realistic. Yeah. They got to get over that. And I'm happy you guys made the playoffs because I feel like now that, like, that should be the first step towards getting over it. Yeah, like you're yeah. moving on. I, like, I, come on. I, like what I like I, what I said earlier about you know um, you know the Nets. Like I think the Knicks are, are following that same type of t- template that the Nets had. I remember I remember when the Nets. I don't know if you remember, but the Nets won like well they lost 28 out of 29 games. I think Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez is on the team that uh, around mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And you 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 saw them losing, but you saw them also getting a draft pick, and then they use that draft pick, you know, to you know obviously, you know, be in a, a you know position that you know that they're in now because of you know what Billy King did and you know and mm-hmm. stu- and how the ownership was before and and how you know the ownership now is is better with with Sean Marks and you know we're going in the right direction and then I feel like the. Yeah, they 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 are going to be idiot fan bases on on every team in every league, but sometimes we have to try to like separate the two and try to figure out. And some of y'all are cool. Like I can have re- legitimate conversation on Twitter with some of y'all. My dude Proctor from Power Ghost Lawyer. I talk to him on Twitter all the time when he gets crazy with the Knicks, but he always reins it into perspective. And I'm like, ah, you you a logical Knicks fan, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with having a logical conversation with logical people. He's from New York. Well, yeah, uh, Proctor, I think so. I don't know if that's I his real name. Him. I think his name is Jerry something Ferreira. I'm gonna look him up. I didn't even know that. He, he probably must. Oh, be from New Jerry York. Ferreira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, turtle. Yeah, Turtle. Exactly. Yeah, so he's a good dude. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, I just wish more of the fan base is normal. But I don't know, man. But speaking of, I know we were talking about these fans getting crazy. Like, I, I, I know we a couple weeks late on it, but it seems like it's under control. But that past, like that first round series with the fans acting wild, I thought that was, I thought that was a little crazy. And oh, man. that's going to transition that me to another thing. It was embarrassing, and it's like, honestly, the way that got to get done is fans got to police themselves. Like, when you see people wilding out and shit, you almost got to call security to get them before, <laughs> like, they do some dumb I'm shit. Not, I'm not going to lie. The dude, the dude that threw the popcorn on Westbrook, <laughs> that shit was... He's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, that shit had me laughing. <laughs> but this leads me to my new shit. So, y'all saw how, oh, y'all saw how, y'all saw how apparently they're saying Nets had security. Apparently, it's KD's security. They broke up him and... PJ Tucker scuffle now. KD's catching all the backlash for it, which I yeah, don't really who know. Was, that looked like um, that that looked like it was Jacques Vaughn that was on the court. I, I thought it was too, but people are saying that it, it was it's Kevin Durant. You know, I guess it's security hired by the team, but I guess they're also Kevin Durant's personal security guards. This is what I'm gonna say. They have no they had no business being on the floor for some. Wait, some, so they so that was 
but I thought that you know it was just a heat of the heat of the game, heat of the emotions. You know, I th- I thought they were friends because they are boys because they both long they went, ones, ain't yeah, they? they went to Texas and you know and, and Tucker has a lot of his you know, shoes, Katie's shoes that have never been yeah. seen. So I'm like, yeah, nah, they're cool. I was, that's you what, know when that's, you get competitive, like you get in somebody and you're like, yo, get the fuck out my face, and you get in somebody's face, but like after the game, you could just be like, yo, my fault. Like I think it was that, and even if you look at Kev, Kev was in that press. I don't think PJ Tucker was really that press either until the security guard came in, and I think he kind of got shoved. He's like, yo, who the? Because it looks like he's pointing towards Kyrie, but if you look at it again, the security guard's behind Kyrie, and he's like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? Like. Why is he on the court? And that's what really enraged him. And they're going to have to, the NBA probably going to have to do something. If I'm the Nets, the easiest way to deal with it is just fire them. Because there's no reason security is getting on the floor, like, to break up anything. But what I'm saying is they're going to have security on the floor. But the players have security to go in the crowd and fuck up these fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that makes way more sense to me having team security protect the players from the fans than... Instead of protecting players from players, because the end of the day, nobody really fights in the NBA. Like, like it's always you get in my face, and then niggas be like, "I right, hold me back," and then like this shit never actually really gets like. There's very rare that punches get thrown, and it's never by superstar guys. Like the studs of the league never throw punches, so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the video now. You're right. It was a uh, it's personal yeah. security. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like I I I know KD's gonna get irked, and part of me, I'm not gonna say that's why we lost this game, but so when y'all hear this podcast, it'll probably be Game Five or Game Six. Series might be done, who knows by then? But uh, honestly, you know, you you have the issue with Jay Williams the other day coming out, you know, saying he said some shit about Giannis at a Christmas party, which. Whether he said it or not, like, why are you airing niggas laundry on? Because, because. On, 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 on the news or on, let's, you know, let's, ESPN. Let's be real. I have to say this. Go for it. Jay, Jay Williams is, is a black man. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Jay Williams is that. He's very whitewashed. No, I agree. Oh, thousand percent. That's not. I think everybody would agree with that. And you know, when I say that, he's so indoctrinated with 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 white people, with the the media, that mm-hmm. sometimes he forgets where that he came from. Mm-hmm. That he's the same hue as 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 Kevin Durant. Like he mm-hmm. he was working with 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 the boardroom, with the right? Boardroom. Yeah, yeah. That's so, why I so thought he was a, cool in that circle. But I don't know if they. I, I guess they really not that cool. Like nah, they were more like from. Yeah, it can be. It's just so, to me, like yeah, like just leave that shit out. Like don't don't. Why would you drop some shit like that during the series? Like, you know what I mean? Adding unnecessary drama into it. Yeah. I, I, even if he did say that, I, I wouldn't have done that. Especially if you so-called work with him. Because now it's like, yeah. you ain't getting invited to next year Christmas party. Like, come on, nope, Jay. not at all. You got to do better. All. It's corny. Yeah, so he looks like a clown. Even, even if he did say that, like, don't say that in the midst of the damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Segment, yeah, the in, damn, the, in the series. The series, like, that's that's weird. Yeah, that's it, it, 
And, and, and that's why people do get mad. Like, oh, KD's a keyboard warrior. I think the thing with him is just, yo, I don't want nobody creating narratives for me. So I'm going to, when I see some bullshit, I'm calling it out in the moment. So nobody tries and make a story. Because I ain't going to hold you. The news cycles be quick. Uh, Jay Williams says some shit like that. Then somebody's going to write a whole story about how there's beef. By the time you get to the 12 o'clock show. They're going to have a whole segment on it. Oh, Katie's trying to show that he's better than Giannis. Like, it's unnecessary. It gets blown out of proportion. So, like, I hear where you're coming from. And I, I, I'm tight the security incident happens because now it's just another distraction. People are going to question him about it. And, like, right now, like, he, I want that man to only focus about basketball. That's it. And like, and like I said, like I said before, like, <sighs> It's, it's it got to be realistic. You know, I got to I got to stick I got to stick to to what I say, but you know, other Nick fans that that listen listen into the station, the well, podcast, I was about to say station. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> you probably not going to like what I'm about to say, but the Nets are going to win the finals. And when they win if the finals, if we make it, yeah. We need to as as Nick fans, we may we may get clowned. It's respected. We may they get gonna clown you, we but may don't get clown. let nobody clown y'all. That's whack. And, and, and this is what I'm saying. Nets fans ain't gonna be the ones <laughs> to clown y'all. We ain't gonna be the ones to clown no, I'm y'all. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about the Nets fans. It's gonna be the national media. I'm talking about exactly. I'm talking about the be national media. Be ready to media. clap back. Be ready so to clap be back. Be ready. Be prepared, because the shit is gonna happen. And when it happens, try your hardest to ignore it. Try your hardest. To use that as motivation to you the know to tweet mm-hmm. tweet the players or or tag the players and tell them like yo yo just they gonna see it so mm-hmm. it's, it's so it's up to us not to let it af- affect us when when there's a parade on you know because I ain't gonna lie on I have this vision in my head when Parker. the parade is in Brooklyn I I have a feeling this is gonna be Knicks fans coming looking for smoke and I think that's the wrong way to go about it I hope that's not the case I but I could that. very well see a world where there's Knicks fans looking for like yeah bum ass that it's shit don't that, count but and it's not that we gonna serious. have to fight it's not that serious like I I feel like yo if the Knicks won the chip I'd be happy for the city. The Nets win a chip. I'm happy for the city. If the Jets win a chip, I'm happy for the city. That's it. That don't mean I'm gonna necessarily go to those parades. I'm happy for the city. It's a good time. When 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 there's championships being won in New York, everybody's in a good mood. And that's just. I think it would be nice. And we haven't. We ain't done. We haven't had a. You know. Now we. Let's not. Let's not forget about the Islanders. The Islanders are playing really well too. They're playing well, too. We could get, but that's how shit usually happens. You have a city of champions. Usually it's hot. A couple years ago, you saw with D.C., the Nationals win the World Series. Uh, The Minnesota uh, Mystic win. I mean, not the Minnesota. Washington Mystic wins. Like, they was on a run. That's how it would be. It could be. So you you got to ride it. It could be a start of, of New York sports again because I think the last time New York won a championship was the Yankees. 2009. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. We lied. 2011 Giants. 2011 Giants, yes. 2011 Giants, the last that. one? Wow, yes. Two, 2011 nasty. was the Giants. It's That's fucking that nasty. It's fucking nasty. <laughs> and who would have thought the Giants <laughs> would be the last one? Because <laughs> I merely thought I about the, the Yankees. 
<laughs> yeah, it's because they had that's so hilarious. many, but that's why Yankee fans be so tight now because it's been a drought. But I'm like, yo, y'all relevant every fucking year. But I, w- I wish you watched like I wish you watched baseball, but like as a I as can't a, watch it. It's such a, a bad sport now, man. As a as a Yankee fan, I'm um I'm really I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed that I keep up with it, but it's I'm disappointed you know, that. The Yankees, like the 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 management and the brass, they're like they're so they're traditionalists. They're stuck in the past, of and course. And as being a traditionalist, like you're so loyal mm, to, to your people, ma- and that's to part of tradition. And, and it, your players, and the players, players, but then they know for a fact, like Brian Cashman knows for a fact that Boone needs to get out of there. There needs to be yeah. a new voice. There needs to be a new leader. But instead of like, like acknowledging it, he's just letting the shit go on, and that's why the Yankees are not playing well. Like losing, like yesterday I was watching the Twins and the the Twins are horrible. One and of they, the worst teams in the league, and they came back and beat you. I saw that. That's shit. back-to-back home runs. What like what are we doing? It it, it, it just I, I, it's I it's nasty, man. It's like like I said, y'all have y'all promised people this overpriced roster that could hit like three hundred home runs. Now you're not hitting home runs. Y'all can pitch well. When y'all pitch well, y'all don't get home runs. <laughs> when y'all kind of hit well, y'all don't pitch well. It's just it's nasty work out here, man. That's why I can't. I'm good off baseball, man. <laughs> Yo, shout out, baseball. shout out to, uh, shout out to our boy, Mr. Jonathan Panero. I'm not. I'm not gonna put his business out on front street because he got upset when I did when I said something yesterday. But, oh wow. Uh, uh, Shout out, Sam. I, I, I dropped, I dropped a, I dropped a bomb that shouldn't have been shared, but he knows what I'm talking yeah. about. So, shout out to him, and you know, it's, yeah. it's time, it's time to lead and bring home some championships. Well, good for him. <laughs> and uh, congrats. I think I know what it is now. Put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, lots happening for this kid in the next couple of days, couple of weeks, and years, and well, months. Good yeah, for him. A lot, a lot, a lot. A lot in the world has been happening. Like even even myself. Like I was telling, I'm not gonna say what the school is and all that shit. But um, yeah, I think it's important to kind of update the listeners. But I was offered a position as a head coach at a college in New York City. I'm not gonna name the school. Don't even name the borough because then it Don't gets even real name narrow. The borough. But the issue is is that. And I think it's important that the listeners know this because you're gonna come you're gonna come to a situation, you know, in your lives that you know, you interview for a job, you do it two, three, four times. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not four. You like you like the you you know you if think it's, it's four, they gotta be paying. Yeah, you're walling. Yo, six figures. <laughs> yo, even it's crazy that um I did three interviews. And they told me I wasn't moving on to the other round of interviews. So that means there was four interviews. Mm. If you if if you doing four interviews, I'm telling you right now, get out of it. And the yeah. reason why I'm saying that is because you're not gonna be able, you're not gonna like that job because they're micromanaging the hell out of you. Oh, absolutely. Um, but but what I was saying earlier is that you know I was offered I was offered a position, but the th- but the thing about it is that it's not a good fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even if you're offered a job and you feel like your gut is telling you, like, yeah, you know, 
Yeah. I'm going to start working again, and, you know, I'm excited for this, but... If it could got, be the right title, exactly. right job description, but then it's like, this isn't exactly It's not the right fit. What so, I envision it to be, yeah. Because when I was when I was thinking about, like, ah, oh, nah, it's not the right fit, there was a side of me that was like, yo, I'm crazy. But when I when I, when I reached out to Elijah, you know, who obviously knows running and knows track, when I reached out to... My other boys who knows track and knows running, you know, was full time. I mean, got full scholarships to to LIU, full scholarships to Penn State, and so forth. And I'm telling them, and they're thinking the same way I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> something got to be up. So, something got to be up. I I think he made the right decision, and and that happens all the time where you just like I said, it ain't the right fit. It's like sometimes if you're desperate, then maybe that's a different thing. But it's like when you have a choice. Don't settle, especially when you know it's not exactly what you want or envision. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. don't sell yourself short. So, yeah, man. All right, I guess we got to move on to some more important shit, man. Moving on. So, uh, did you see? Did you see the mayor debate yesterday? I guess not. <laughs> oh man, yo, I'm. Tight. You see any of the mayoral I'm debates? I'm, 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 I, I'm upset. I'm upset. It's. it's I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know when the de- debates are coming out. Yeah. Yo, they so don't they don't say. say nothing. They do a terrible job. So the problem with Yo, and, and New this York is, why is I something say, else. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why New York is whack for the debates. The reason the, the debates are not known is because the debates be network specific, right? So like you had one I Let saw was on New York One, oh, boy. another one's on ABC Seven, C-Span. but then only on ABC Seven for an hour, and then the other hour is on a streaming platform which nobody has. <laughs> then I had to download that. Then yesterday's one is on CBS, which is only one hour and only has five of the top five candidates, which is cool. But you know what I mean? So it gets a little tricky to keep up with where I don't understand. Whereas in New York City, why is it just not on all the news? Like, let's have three debates. And when we have it, I want CBS. I want Fox 5. I want ABC 7. I want W picks 11. I want News 12 Brooklyn. I want all. The, I want everybody to cover so as many people could see it. At, at at once as possible because I genuinely feel like other than that unless unless you have direct contact with the candidates you you probably don't know who the fuck you voting for like it's and and I think this is probably the most important election in New York City history in my opinion yeah we have um I did I did some reading on um a couple of the candidates um we got Elijah's boy Eric Adams shout out um, Eric Adams. The Yang Gang. Andrew I'm going to digest my whole thoughts and give y'all my official final, like, this is going to be my final endorsements, and I will not change it after this, because I, I, I had to make a drastic change, actually. Um, What's her name that worked for the Obama administration? Uh, Who? Dang. Sean Donovan? No, no, no. She worked for the Obama administration. Who, Maya Wiley? She ran for Obama? She yeah, for Obama she worked for no? Obama. I didn't know she worked for Obama. And she don't uh, talk about de Blasio. That. Uh, I know she worked for De Blasio. My, I think, I think, I think she has. Um, I think the 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 one, the one issue. I I've been seeing on Twitter that it doesn't make sense because, yeah, in my opinion, um, Eric Adams did a lot of good for Brooklyn. Um, yeah, he's a part of the, you know the. 
the committee for you know for black you know black police officers as mm-hmm. you know as a former officer NYPD officer himself he also was a MTA cop as well mm-hmm. I think people know that um but the thing is that people are trying to people are people are crazy so what they're doing politics is nasty what they're doing now is that they're drawing a comparison between oh uh you know why is new yorkers endorsing eric adams he's a cop and then last year you know you know manhattan you know protesting against cops so it's just a bad like i don't know i don't understand how people do that like it's nasty it, so it doesn't make any sense to me. I had this argument with my girl, and, and and this is like something we just agreed to disagree to, to not talk about anymore, or we agree to disagree with. Like she's at that point in her life where all cops basically, like I'm, I'm gonna just put it, put it short. Her, her, her shit is all cops suck my dick. Like all cops suck my dick. Which I'm, I'm a hundred percent. Yo, we need police reform. Hundred percent. Like the the system is broken right now. It's it's not it's not what it should be. I think we need criminal justice reform in terms of the way people are being let out into like you know how people are not being held like for violent offenses, whereas some people are being held for nonviolent offenses. Like I think we need to straighten that out. But like the whole like yo all the cops suck my dick shit. We don't need we need less cops shit is like it, it's hard to sell that to me, and it would be hard for me to sell that to somebody else in an instance where yo like crime is like worse than I think I've ever seen it in my entire life. Like, I've been living in New York for 27 going on 28 years. This is the worst I've ever seen it, <laughs> like, to my to my knowledge. And it's like, sometimes I wonder, like, are y'all seeing the same shit that I'm seeing? Like. Oh, man. The, the, the other thing that um, us as, you know, and especially in our community, is that we have to understand is that, yes. I totally agree. There is a huge a huge demographic of NYPD cops who aren't quote unquote good cops. Yeah, they're not fit to serve. They're not fit to serve and they're not educated, they're ignorant. And the reasoning mm-hmm. and the reasoning why, in my opinion, well obviously I don't think it's an opinion, is Perfect. that there was a there was a a huge influx of nypd cops that at the time when i was growing up you didn't need to have your your, you didn't need to have a college diploma you didn't need to Mm -hmm. have a certain amount of credits all you needed to have was a high school diploma school diploma yeah so you know let's 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 go backwards a couple podcasts a couple podcast couple podcasts ago we had we were talking about um I'm gonna shout him out because I don't care. We were, we were talking oh, about uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Justin, Mr. Valentine, Justin Valentine. I'm saying this he whole government because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he can suck my dick. But <laughs> he gonna went, pull me over one day and shoot me. <laughs> I never, I never went to high, I never went to high school with him because I, 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 I'm older than him. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I think he graduated either 08 or 09. So, mm-hmm. at the time, I was a volunteer. I was volunteering uh, as a track coach Coaching. at Curtis, mm-hmm. where he went to high school. With. And the reason why we're using, you know, his his name is because both myself and Elijah know who he, who he is. Mm-hmm. But 
he was bullied in in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He used to say, he used to tell myself, he used to tell the head coach all the time, "I'm gonna be an NYPD cop. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a cop one day." And the reason he already I, has that, I'm gonna get back at these go. motherfuckers. Here we go. <laughs> he knew, he knew in his head that one day I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna pull over those same people that were bullying me. I'm gonna pull over those same people that are put me in put me in a locker for an hour. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what's gonna happen. You wanna be judge, jury, and execution. Him, him, and his sister are both NYPD cops. Key cops. Mm-hmm. So, so like it's so it's important. So it's important that people know that. Yes, there are cops that are like this person that we, you know we've gave that we gave in as as an example. You know what I'm saying? That he, I don't think he went to college. I, th- I think he mm-hmm. probably did, but he only, he only got a certain. I don't think he graduated college. Yeah, and that is a prop. That's a problem with the, especially with the NYPD. Now, Absolutely. I could give I could give an example. You know, my own personal, my own personal experience is that I didn't have some of the, my experiences where where cops weren't good, but there was mm-hmm. there was two there was two times in my life with cops that had good experiences. There was one. Mm-hmm. There was one time I was driving. I had um, my first car. It was an Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra, 1987. I was driving on the island. And the shit looks mad hot, obviously, because <laughs> it's old. I'm driving it. The uh, the light that shines on the license plate wasn't working, so you couldn't see the license plate. Cop, po- uh. cop pulled me all over. It was an older cop. But the, re- but the reason why I'm bringing this up, because this cop wasn't, you know, he he didn't come across like he was, you know, trying to do me wrong. He wasn't trying to violate or do anything like crazy like that. He pulled me over. He said, "I'm not giving you a ticket, but you may want to look. You may want to fix that." And he, and then he was he was like asking me like why I was in California. I told him I was pursuing my uh, my master's degree and and uh, and stuff like that. And we had him and I had a long conversation. It was lasted for like ten mm-hmm. minutes. About life, yeah. <laughs> about jobs, about about yeah. uh, you know making an impact in the community, and I and I always remember that that conversation. You know what I'm saying? So that he was a good dude. Yeah. There was a sec the second time in my life, I never met this this particular cop, but this cop saved a life that day. And wh- and what he did is is that the the you know the person that that hit me. While I was driving, mm. she was, you know, she was obviously, she was driving drunk and all that craziness. Two months later, she did the same thing. She was driving drunk. If that mm. cop didn't see her and pull her over and put her in jail, she would kill somebody. She would have killed somebody. So there, there is, you know, there is a, you know, you know, two parts of, you know, of cops. The same thing. You know, it's not the everything, and this goes back to like the Knicks conversation about, about say, us yeah. generalizing. Yeah, like, and I, that's just we can't group everybody in the same box necessarily. Now, if forty percent is bad, yo, that's troubling. Yes, but that can't define the whole hundred percent. What we got to figure out is how to get rid of the forty percent and reduce that number. So I, I want to. I think it's important for the listeners to know. And myself to know because you, you're the the eyes and the ears of the of the Wavy New Yorker podcast. 
I want to. I want to. I want to know who's your, who's your endorsement and and why. Who's my endorsement? So I'm gonna tell you who fell off my who Ooh. fell off my list. And I thought like I liked what she had the promise, but then it, she as I hear more and more, I'm like she doesn't really have a plan for public safety or anything really. A lot of things. So Maya Wiley, I thought was like really it's and it maybe I'm a little biased because when I see a strong black woman, I like almost gravitate towards that. Like I'm like yeah, like I want that. Let's do it. I wouldn't mind having the first mayor, female mayor of New York City. And she black. Fuck it, let's do it. But then it's like her her take gets similar to that of my girls, where it's like, yo, we she goes and says, yo, we're not having no more cops. Like 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 she goes, yo, the next class of cadets, we're not we're not graduating another class of cadets. We're suspending that. So I'm like, we gonna act like a whole like percentage of the force didn't retire last year due to the pandemic. Like at some point, we're gonna need more cops like to facilitate. <laughs> like public safety like that's just what it is and now i agree with certain things like yo we don't need cops to address everything they don't need to deal with uh psychological issues they don't need to be the people that deal with homelessness let them deal with straight crime and whatever you know what i mean violent crimes that's what they should be tackling but you i'd be we'd be lying if we said there's enough for them enough of them now to currently do that because clearly this shit ain't working so like her plan isn't even really well and then when they asked her in a debate yesterday they was like what is your thoughts on you know cops not having guns she's like uh i don't know right now i don't have an answer like are you fucking serious you think like i'm not saying she that's what she said she's the only candidate that said that and i'm like the fact that you like even thinking about that now i think absolutely they need more training and need to know when and how to use their guns and they need to be protocol they need to be accountability but if you're telling me a non-armed cop has to go to a violent crime on the site two blocks away from him and he's gonna rush in there without a gun when there's other niggas with guns that shit is stupid so I had her from maybe number two on my ranked choice voting to the point where I'm actually scared. She she's out of the whole shit. I cannot vote for her. Liberal. I cannot vote for her. She's 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 so and, and but this is that shit. This is that whole progressive shit. And I don't know what that shit is because people ask you, oh, what are you? I don't fucking know. I, I I'm a New Yorker. I'm a wavy ass New Yorker that sees what happens on these streets every day and see who can help me live a safe, prosperous, like prosperous life. Now this is a way I understand government to my knowledge. There's some people that want. A lot of government regulation. There's some people that want very little. My logic is the more taxes you put in, the more we should get out. The less we put in, the less we should get. That's how I feel. The less hands on the government should be. But I agree. There's people that need social services in New York. New York's a big-ass city. Everybody needs help. I'm fine with that. But you cannot do it at the sacrifice of public safety. And what I hate is it came out that she has, she lives in Park Slope, but she has her husband or somebody has private security she was like oh i didn't even know he had that like it looks hypocritical for you to say i'm gonna take away police and you know lower the amount we have the lower the amount of police presence but you're out here paying for private security in park slope brooklyn like those two don't add up well she's from i know she was born in syracuse but man she grew up in dc she yeah, sounds she sound like she's so, from DC. So she sounds <laughs> so she sounds like a person that, you know, is not from New York and doesn't understand 
and, and, and that's what it, this has this race has come down to. So enough of me like going on her is the same thing happens with Andrew Yang and the issue with Andrew Yang. I'm gonna be honest. Andrew Yang reminds me a lot of Donald Trump, and the more and more I hear of him, where. You're not really selling anybody a finite plan. You don't have no experience. You're just like, yo, listen, I'm rich. I've done this before. I can figure it out. I'll get the right people in my circle to help me figure it out. And to me, that's just not a good enough answer. Like, we can't have somebody winging it on New York when we're coming back from a recovery from a pandemic where there's people jobless, people about to go homeless when these eviction moratorium ends. Like, I, I need somebody that legitimately has at least a couple years of experience in public service. Like that's just what it is. I want to know why, why you don't want to, and why you feel like Yang is not the, not the, the best candidate. Best choice. So I'll give you exactly my, I'll give you exactly why. So a lot of his policies regarding public safety, he doesn't really have anything. Like He seems like a cheerleader. I've seen three debates. They say, yo, what do you want to do with public safety? He says, the first thing I'm going to do when I'm mayor is I'm going to get all the cops. I'm going to have a meeting, and I'm going to say, hey, guys, New York needs you. We need you guys. And I'm like, you think a pep talk is the reason why they're not doing well enough? Like, Do you think that's going to work? Is that your plan? There's no concrete like, hey, we're going to have precision targeting of these high high crime areas and making sure there's police presence presence during these times so they could be there to prevent, uh, you know, violent crimes before they happen instead of reacting. You know what I mean? Like there's no proact- proactivity. There's nothing. And then fuck crime. Even with businesses, it's like, oh, yeah, we want to make sure minority bank, minority uh, businesses, you know, uh, get this city, whatever bank account. There's a reason some people don't want to have fucking bank accounts. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. There's a reason a lot of small businesses don't want to have bank accounts. The reason is they want their shit off the books, Mr. Yang. If you was from New York, you would know that. Mm. <laughs> if you was from New York, you would understand that. But you're not. And, and, and it's, it's little things like that. It's little things like not knowing, you know, where Uptown A-Train is going. It's little things about not knowing what type of neighborhood this is, like knowing the history of shit like that. You know what I mean? And and that's my issue. He doesn't really, he's very unaware. So it's like when you look at what he's campaigning on, he's campaigning on just hype. You know what I mean? He's basically like Donald Trump. That's really it. The thing is he has a huge base of people that fuck with him just off of the hype he had in the presidential election, which I, I it just doesn't make sense to me. So... If he becomes mayor, I'm going to probably switch to become a Republican. <laughs> most likely. I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. But he will not get my vote at this point. He Like, if he wins the nomination, he's not getting my vote. Maya Wiley's not getting my vote. Right now, Eric Adams, these polls don't mean shit, but Eric Adams is leading in most of the polls. Originally, it was Yang. Then it says he's falling off. Now it's like Eric Adams... One minute is Eric Adams, Scott Stringer. One minute is Eric Adams, Maya Wiley. <sighs> the issue, the, the problem, and here's the real issue with the so-called progressives, which I don't understand some, some of the things because they seem like they want a lot of social services, which is good. They seem like they have great intentions. I think they just go about it the wrong way, and they have like an idealistic approach. I feel like a lot of them feel like, yo, if we just improve the schools, if we have after-school activities, if we... uh. If we do this, crime will diminish. And while in the long term, I think that makes sense. And I think that would happen as a result of having more services for people. 
that does nothing for the 25 year old hood booger right now that's trying to catch his next body tonight like <laughs> that man will not stop until his ass is in jail that's just what it is so until someone can have a full plan i like what i like about eric adams is literally he's he doesn't say he doesn't say oh we shouldn't do that He's like, yo, yeah, we need to do these. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do that. But right now, the first thing we need to tackle right now to get people to come back to our city is crime. Ain't nobody trying to move back here. For for the rich people that move back here that pay a majority of our taxes towards these programs that we want to implement, right, they got to feel safe. If they're hearing motherfuckers getting shot in Times Square, they ain't coming out here. If they're hearing people get shot and raped in the Upper East Side on on a nightly basis, they're not coming back. So it's like we got to tackle that. And that's that's to me, that's something that appeals that, you know, it's relatable. Like I said, he's the most relatable candidate, I think, to most people. And I feel like a lot of people like you got to if you go on Twitter, it's a whole nother. What I'll say is don't read what you see on Twitter, because what you see on Twitter and what happens in in real life is two different things, you know. So. <sighs> Wait, so tricky, man. The second question is. Who's running yes. for Who's running for borough president of Brooklyn? If, if uh, it's a couple guys, it's a couple people, and I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you're not gonna like who I'm voting for, oh, but boy. um, there's some young guy. I think he's Spanish. I think his name is Reynoso. There's this other guy with dreads, black guy, older guy. I forgot his name. I want to say his name is something. Oh, I'll pull it up for you. <laughs> and then there's this old white lady from. Park Slope, who I'm voting for, but oh wow, yeah, yeah. So. I'm telling you, I'm 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 a I'm not I do not vote I'm not I do not vote based on race. Exactly. I, I promise you that. And I'm I, I, it's funny I vote on that. who I think can get the job done. I think I'm gonna vote. Well, not think I'm gonna vote for um, Lori Honor, Staten Island Borough President. She got older. Go for it. She's an older uh, white woman, but. The thing about it that I've never seen that other standout bird presidents don't do, they don't go to the hood. She was actually in the hood. She was actually, and, and that's what matters, yo. It. Presence matters, man. <laughs> it does. Presence matters. The issues matter, man. Don't run on this like kumbaya bullshit. So here's the Brooklyn Borough President nominees. I didn't want to butcher their name. It's Robert Connor G. Jr. Um. I don't know any of his history, honestly. Never really. I'm going to be honest. The way I find out about a lot of these people, I see their signs when I'm running through the hood. <laughs> so this is how I heard from them. When I do these long runs, this is how I learn about them. I think another lady is Kimberly Council. I don't know if that's the white lady. Um, I'm going to assume so. There's some guy named Eugene, and then there's a guy named Reynoso. So it's four people. I'm going to vote for the old white lady because I think she's, gonna, <laughs> I think she's the best person best for the person job. For but... That's my endorsement. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you heard it here first. back to you heard it here first. But yeah, it's just you know what I mean? A lot of these people are in there and it's just you got to be realistic. I think this is important. So I'm urging all all listeners, all the New York City based listeners for real for real, make sure y'all vote. Early voting starts um Saturday 6:12. So depending on when you listen to this, it's already started. I think it's all the way through until election day, which is the 22nd, yeah. 6:22nd. Uh, you the obviously double check your your early voting site isn't necessarily your voting site. I know it isn't in my case. It's usually not. So check online. I think it's NYC votes. Google NYC votes. They'll figure it out. 
I know my early voting son is inside of projects on some disrespectful shit, but um, I'm gonna probably do that. But yeah, y'all want my final endorsements? So you're able to list up to five people. I would also recommend y'all Google and learn how the ranked choice voting actually works. I don't even think I fully understand how it works, so I'm gonna Google after this call and look up how it works. But basically, in theory. You want to rank people in the order that you would prefer them almost. So it's almost like, you know, like don't put somebody down that you don't think is going to be mayor. Like, let's say you you want to list four people and then your fifth choice, you just like, ugh. if you could tolerate them being mayor, put them down. If you feel like uh, I, I could live with this, do it. But in my order from five, I'm not going to even have five choices. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to give you four choices. And then and number four, honestly, just got on this list a couple of weeks ago because I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him, but he's not going to win. But I think if, more, if he had an experience in public service, he could probably be better. But fourth, I got my guy, Ray McGuire, the black, the black, the black CEO, baller man. Third, I'm going to have Catherine Garcia, former head of sanitation. I think it's I think it's important having somebody that knows the inner workings of the city and knowing like all the different business business groups, all the different city agencies. That's really what keeps the city running. So you need someone like that. Number two, I'm gonna take Scott Stringer. I know he got two ra- rape allegations on him, but rape. honestly, sexual assault. Oh my god, my bad. See, Maybe rape's a little drastic. My bad. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just I'm just listening because I like I don't know none of these dudes and and I commend you. But see, but 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 this is why I be saying a lot of the shit that they be bringing up, you don't know. So why bring the bullshit up? Like, oh, he's a he's a, he he's he's he he has a sexual uh, assault allegations against him. Oh, Eric Adams, he doesn't live in New York. He lives in New Jersey. Uh, she has private security. Like, why bring all this shit up that the average man in New York won't fucking know? Mm. You know what I mean? But Scott String is my number two, and then my number one is Eric Adams. I think, I, and I, I, I would say strongly, if you want someone of competence, do not list him number one, definitely. But if you have someone else you fill in, do not list him any lower than number two. I'm telling you, because <laughs> Andrew Yang, a Andrew Yang, a Andrew Yang mayoral. Uh, term is dangerous to all of us so I would say that's how we endorse in the Wavy Nicker podcast it would be Ray McGuire fourth Catherine Garcia third Scott Stringer second Eric Adams one hundred percent like that's how it gotta be but um right. yeah that's how tell your friends man I feel good about it though. I'm I'm gonna say I'm 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 shocked when I when 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 I when I like post Eric Adams shit to different people. It's not just black people. Like a lot of like, all my Italian homies love him. Apparently, he eats at my boy's restaurant all every like once a week. <laughs> they fuck with him, so he's he 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 be in the streets. Like he's a real dude. So he ain't just he ain't doing this shit for show. I could vouch for that hundred percent. But they had the audacity to accuse him of not like, oh, you're not from, you don't live in Brooklyn. We heard you live in New Jersey. Meanwhile, he owns a house in Fort Lee with his with his girl, and and he's like, yo, y'all want to see my Easy Pass? I've only seen my girl freaking seven times because I've been I've been in these streets. But yeah, he, I think they he had the a, man crying. He was crying in front of his son, huh? Yeah. He was crying in front of his son. Adams? Yeah, because they was wow. pressing him about some dumb shit. He was like, yo, I ain't even let people know I had a son when I was. Doing all this shit I didn't want nigga Exposed to all this bullshit I was like damn 
Son had a fresh lineup though. So he's so he's you know, so he's really committed to to only helping fix fixing you know, New York City. He's committed in New York. Not he's a about, He's know, a wavy New Yorker. His, like his son, 100% how big his afro is or his you know, his He was daughter. missing his son's football games cuz he had to fucking serve yeah, I remember, fucking public I remember service. Where, where so, does his son live? Uh, he lives in Jersey. No, he, his his girlfriend lives in Jersey, but they like, they they both own the home. But they're trying to say, "Oh, look, he's he's in New Jersey. He's not even from here." <laughs> Meanwhile, Andrew Yang lives in fucking New Paltz. Oh, he lives in New Paltz still. <laughs> well, he was in New Paltz during the pandemic, and then came back to try and run for mayor. Mm. Like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Yeah, I really like Andrew Yang. If you hear this, we could fight, bro. <laughs> I see any chance. Uh, Before we wrap it up, do you have anything else you want to leave the people with? Uh, did you see that shitty fight? You see that Floyd fight? Oh man! <sighs> I just got two things to leave about that 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 shit. Man, it was a trash fight. I didn't pay for it, but um, shout outs to you for having the stream coming through in my hour of need. But um, because I I always tell people that Floyd when Floyd fights, don't ever. Pay for that. Pay for it. And the reason why I say I, that. I was trying to say, I won't even say don't pay for it, but if you expect them to watch a beautiful display of f- fight, like if you want to watch a fight, you don't pay for Floyd fights. Exactly. When it comes to Floyd Mayweather, do not purchase. If you want to see the art of boxing of somebody bobbing and weaving and jab, jab here, ah, jab, jab there, ah, then yeah, I right, go for it. But other than that. Don't ever <laughs> Like if you're new to the sport of boxing <laughs> Floyd Mayweather isn't the one you lose your virginity to no. Let's be real he, He's not the one you get in bed with on the first he night He knows nah. what he's nah. doing He's gonna Nah He he could potentially He In my opinion He should have been knocked out um, Logan Paul Logan Paul Played with him But he knew what he was doing He was He wanted to make the fight Quote unquote entertaining so mm-hmm. he, you know, he prolonged it to eight rounds, so people could get their full in in his head, their full money's worth. But he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. That guy, absolutely. That guy, he's he's in it. He's uh, it's sad to say, he's in it for himself. That's that's a absolutely. So we have to we have to be you know mindful of that. But um, I wanted to you know the person I wanted to. Br- you know, bring up was uh, Mr. Biden, not and not and not Joe, Sleepy Joe, not Joe, his Jill? son Hunter, Hunter. Oh shit! Hunter was saying some foul N word. Hunter was saying oh, yeah, N word. Hennessy. Somebody. I don't know. I don't know how how the text was was leaked between him and his friend. Who's, who's is this a, real, like, this or is, real? is this some shade room bullshit? No, no, no. this is real. This ain't <laughs> no media takeout, ball alert. This is real, <laughs> real shit. Um, you know, and and the reason why I'm bringing this up because people on the right who care mostly about drama and bullshit mm-hmm. were using Hunter Biden as a way to say, oh yeah, you know. Especially, I saw Donald, John, Donald Trump Jr. say, "Oh yeah, oh, if, it was, if it was one of us, we would have been 
railroaded. Let me tell you something. Hunter Biden doesn't work. It for was him. one of y'all. And, and Hunter <laughs> Biden never worked for the White House. He still doesn't. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. That's he the could, biggest yo, thing. His son, his son could be. His son could be a freaking <laughs> a pimp. He, he could be a fucking drug dealer. He could do I don't all of care. That. He don't as long as you're not fucking with my country <laughs> and running my country in any capacity, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Let him be dealt with. Let his daddy deal exactly. with. Him. Let his daddy spank him. But I ain't got nothing to do with White House. The Trumps, Ivanka, <laughs> Jared Kushner, they all oh, work for Donald the White Jr. Yeah, I was all doing exactly. some such shit. And now we kind of so find out y'all it. was really doing some such shit after the fact. <laughs> I can't wait till the day I see y'all all in fucking jail, yo. Oh, can't man. wait. I'll, yo, can't wait. Yo, what? Yo, can't wait. When they, when they get it, when they get prosecuted and they're in jail, we have to do a museum quality style podcast. Oh man! Like absolutely, it's just like you go, you like you go into a museum to to go see a Van Gogh or or <laughs> or uh, uh, I forgot the other dude's name, um, Rembrandt, Picasso. It's gonna be uh, Picasso. We gonna it's gonna be museum That's quality. Beautiful. Oh I'd my be so god, happy, man! I'm gonna. Roast. I would visit them in prison <laughs> if I could. I'd pay a mission to go see them animals. Just give me about ten Fuck. seconds with, with Donald Trump Jr. That's all I need. Oh my god. Ten. So yo, know, if I get I give me thirty. Thirty Ooh, seconds and you may, you him. may kill him. <laughs> See, I don't want to kill nobody. Ivanka, I just need to be like down the street from Ivanka. I'm saying Ivanka suck my Oh shit. That's it. Ivanka's gotta hit it with that, the disrespect. That bag treatment. Kushner, I'm gonna be like, yo, you bitch ass oh, monkey. Kush- no, Kushner's gonna, gonna get that wonder bag. <laughs> yeah, it's over, bro. So that's how I feel. Oh man. And uh that's it, man. Uh one day I gotta let y'all know I'll be in the West Coast for two weeks. Damn. And this month the Wavy Nirka podcast gonna be on the West Coast. Vegas. I'll be in Vegas for a little bit, but I'm be in California for most of it. I can't do two weeks in Vegas. What? Yeah, that's I'll, too die. Much. I'll be in I'll be in Las Vegas for a couple days while I'm out there, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get myself killed. <laughs> But yeah, trying to catch up on life, man. You know how it go. Hey, that's what's up. But all right, guys, I appreciate y'all listening to the pod as always. If y'all don't already do so, subscribe on yo. We on everything, man. We on Instagram. I know Instagram. We on Apple Podcasts. We on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on every podcast platform. Some with my permission. Some without my permission. For real? But we. Yo, I swear to God, wow. yo, there's some of these shits I've never seen before. You Google Wavy Nicker Podcast and you be seeing some next platforms that I did not authorize. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how. I, I, I really need to look into that. I ain't going to lie. Because <laughs> they need to be but, paying uh, something. They need to be doing something. something or Something. I don't know who's getting my shit because they slap on ads on it. I got an issue with it. Wow. I'm on. I, I know I'm on iHeart. I don't know what this, I don't know what pod chaser we're on. I don't know who put me on pod chaser, but I, I'm on it. But that's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> till next time, guys. <laughs> Yo, peace out. Peace.